Heavenly Father, we come to you at this moment to thank you so much for the opportunity once again to come to you and to seek you through your word and seek for what you want us to do and what you want us to know. So now, as we open your word, as we open uh, our hearts, fill us this afternoon and help us to understand what you really asking from us, what you really need from us so that you can come quickly, but also before you come, you can fill us with your Holy Spirit. So now, as we proceed, Father, lead everything. Lead the one who's speaking. Hide him behind the cross. Let nothing that concerning self get in your way this afternoon. Because we have prayed in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. I'm just going to pass this out. So the title is False Revival. False Revival. We've been in this seminar and we've been, we've saw until now everything that is false. But at the same time, we've seen like in, uh, for example, we saw false leaders. We've saw also what kind of leaders God is looking for. We've seen false God, and we've seen what is the right, uh, what we saw about false God is the wrong conception of God, and we have seen also the right conception of God. And we've seen also false unity, and we have seen what is the genuine unity that God is asking uh, us to have. And now, as we are uh, getting to the last seminar which talk about false revival, we, we believe and we know through the spirit of prophecy that there is a genuine revival. So I'm just not going to talk about false revival and just talk about churches outside and everything, but I'm just going to talk about things that happening in the church. And all these things that we've seen so far, it was... It is taken from Exodus 32, cha uh, Exodus chapter 32, and uh, we've seen all these things coming out of the people of Israel itself. And we've seen that it's not from the outside, it's not from other religion for other, other nations, but it was from the people that is called the people of God. And all this came out of it. Now, when we, when we look at false revival, we know that uh, everything, I can say that everything that you have, a genuine, Satan is trying to bring a counterfeit of it. For example, um, let's take marriage. God said, you get married, you have to be married. Satan says, no, live together. You don't have to get married. God said, rest on the seventh day. And Satan comes and says, no, you don't have to do that. You can rest on the first day. 
So everything that is genuine, that God has really something important about it, Satan is trying to bring counterfeit so that we can be misled and go astray in our walk with God and end up with in nowhere or in the wrong group for the wrong purpose. When, you look, when we look at the revival now, what is taking place in Exodus 32, Exodus 32. We are still studying Exodus 32. Amen? All right, Exodus 32, it says, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us God, which shall go before us, as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we would not what is become of him. We've seen that there was a false leader. We've seen that there was false God, which means the false conception of God. And which me, uh, we've seen also that there was a false uh, unity that the people gathered themselves with the wrong idea, with the wrong con conception. And now we... We are trying to find where the revival comes in this story. But let's take a look at these verses. What do you see? What do you see when it says, and when people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount? What, what do you think about it? People see, is conscious that Moses is not here and he delayed, which means that he, 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 he was supposed to come, but he didn't come. He was delaying his coming in a way. And then the people get, uh, uh, cannot wait anymore, and they want something. I will come with that after. But now, if we take this story, chapter 32, all right, chapter 32, we know that this is a reflection of what's going to happen in the last days, just before the coming of Christ. In, in fact, what we have saw just before uh, in the, the previous seminar is that the things that, that happened in chapter 32 is something that happened right before Moses come down. In chapter 24, we see that Moses went on the, on, on the mountain for 40 days. He was on the mountain for 40 days. And what happened here in chapter 32, the apostasy, the false revival, the false leader, the false God, the false unity, all these things happened on the, 90, uh, on the 39th day. And the 40th day, Moses came. Because the Bible says, if you read in, in, in verse... Uh, Six. Before this, they were asking for, for all these things. And in the verse 6, it says, The next morning, early the next morning, they rose up and start playing and dancing and do everything. Which means on the 40th day, the day that Moses is coming back, they have fallen. So, what we take from this Exodus 32 and we bring it to our days, do you think that before Christ's coming, there will be something similar like that coming from 
God's people? That before Jesus comes, there will be such an apostasy, such things that uh, shows us false leaders, false conception of God, false unity, and then just before the coming of Christ, a false revival. Now, watch this now. It is interesting. The word that use is used when it says, and the people saw. The word saw have another root uh, as another definition, which means think. Which means that they think that Moses delayed. They were thinking that this Moses that we don't have any news from him is delaying. But now, watch this now, follow me. What Moses means, what is the definition of Moses? Drawn out of the water. One of the definitions of, 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 of Moses is the rescue. Now, follow me carefully. If Moses is a reflection of Christ, if the rescue is a reflection of Christ, so which means that the rescue is a reflection of the rescuer. Now, if we read the verse in the term applying to Jesus, we will read it like this. And when the people think that the rescuer delayed, they're going to have to make, they will seek to do something. What is happening here is that I'm trying to bring this uh, chapter 32 to the end time and, and reflect Christ. Because the rescue, they were waiting for, the, uh, for, for Moses, who's the rescue. But we are waiting for Jesus, who's the rescuer. So, before the rescuer comes down, there will be something happen. They will ask for God. They will ask for a God to go before, before them. Now, it is interesting though, because when you look at this verse, it says that they want something, they want a God who will go before us. As we said before, when God wants them to move, they don't want to move. When God doesn't want them to move, they want to move. It seems that they want to do everything contrary to God, what God says. Now they are asking for, for a God to move before them. Because why? Because these people were not moving. Are you still with me? Alright. They want something to move before them. Because they have, they were still. And they want to move. They want to, they want to be the Adventist movement. They, were, they want to be the, the, the people on the move. They want to be the people who, who move. <laughs> Alright? But now, when they received the gods that they were looking for, did they move? They were still at the mount. But also, yes, they were moving. 
How? Thank you. In celebration, in, in, chap, uh, in verse... Uh, in verse 19, Exodus chapter 32, verse 19. Amen? All right. And it says, And it came to pass, as soon as he came night unto the camp, he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the table out of his hand and brake them beneath the mount. What's happening here is that Moses, when Moses came down, he saw all these things. And even in the verse 6, it says that they rose up, they give offering, burn offering, and uh, they eat, drink, and, and rose up to play. And the, other, uh, the meaning of play is dancing as well. So, in other words, they didn't move from places to another places. But they were moving in a different way, in a different kind of moving. And that's moving was dancing at this moment. Now, I'm not going to talk about dancing today. But the thing about moving, what we know about moving today, it's only about we can dance we can dance that's the power of the holy spirit when the spirit move you move too that's the new trend when the spirit move on you you move you understand what i'm saying when the spirit we feel the holy spirit working we tend to move and today this is what people of god is trying to find a way to move in the church. They won't move like the people of Israel to go somewhere else to another church to worship or to other nation to worship. But they want to move here. Now, uh, the paper that I gave you, um, when it says music is made a snare, if you have time, you can read the whole thing at, at, at home. And uh, I'm just going to pick some... Uh, some paragraph and uh, I was just reading and I, and, I, and I realized that there are some paragraphs that I've missed in this so I have a USB key also if you want the complete thing you can just see me after and the second paragraph concerning music is, uh, is made a snare it says a bedlam, a bedlam of noise shocks the senses and pervert that which uh, that which, if conducted aright, might be a blessing. The power of satanic agencies blend with the din and the noise to have a carnival. And this is termed the Holy Spirit's working. All right? This is termed by the Holy Spirit. The second line that I've, that, that I've bold, it says, Let us give no place to strange exercising which really takes take the mind away from the deep moving of the spirit okay don't <laughs> i'm just gonna about to talk in french now <laughs> what we see here is that they they conclude that this was the moving of the holy spirit 
But in fact, it's not the moving of the Holy Spirit. It is satanic agencies doing, having carnival, who's coming among God's people and make it look like it is the Holy Spirit working in them. Even Sister White says that the, the senses is shocked. Is, is, is shocked. So, um, in, I will give you the, the text after. It says in other, uh, 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 another book, it says that even in the end time, we will not have, we will not be able to trust our senses. Because it will be so perverted that we will know, we won't know where is the truth. It's only, it's only through the word of God. It's only through the word of God. So now, the thing is that, if you have questions, just write it down. I will take it after. All right. The thing is, now the people of Israel wanted a God to move before them. They have a God. They didn't move forward, but they, they move here, right now, because it's the Spirit. It's God who's, make us, who's making us move. And that's how we are worshiping the, 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 the new God that we have the new conception of God this is this is how we worship him this is how we we praise him dear friends now we have so many praises and worship concert or or whatever it is but we never have a session of prayer where everybody can come together and pray to the Lord let me give you an example let me make you think about it Go to your church and tell them we're going to have uh, a night of prayer and we're going to come together and ask the Lord to, 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 to take everything that is in us so that He can fill us with His Holy Spirit. See how many people will come. Two weeks after, tell your members we're going to have a concert about worship and praise. See how many people will come. It, the church where I am, it's the only thing that works that can, you can have a lot of people when you have a praise and worship. I'm not saying that praise God, worship God is wrong. But the thing is that we focus on praising God, but we are not preparing to receive what God has for us, which means the Holy Spirit in us and this change that He has to bring in us. We spend time in praising. We spend time in worshiping. Yes, it is good. But how many times we spend together to ask God to bring a revival in me? How many times we spend time to say, Lord, change me. You don't have so much people to do that. We are just focusing, focusing on praise and worship. We're going to worship the God. We're going to do this. And when we worship, we have all kinds of things happening. Uh, just want to, yeah, uh, the, the same text that we, 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 we read. Let us give no place with... Uh, let us give no place to strange exercising which really takes the mind away from the deep moving of the Holy Spirit. Now, what is the, 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 the true moving of the Holy Spirit? 
God's work is ever characterized by calmness and dignity. Selected message to page 42. Does God move when there is a lot of noise? When God is God is moving where there's a lot of things happening, boom badam. In calmness and dignity, God is working. So let's not focus on what, what's, what's happening in other religions around you because Satan, Satan will bring false revival as well. And it is uh, the second paragraph, uh, what Satan is doing in the meantime. The first paragraph, it says, I saw that God has honest children among the nominal Adventists and the fallen churches. And before the plagues shall be poured out, ministers and people will be called out from these churches and will gladly receive the truth. Satan knows this. I, may, I put it in bold because it, it is important to understand that what we know right now Satan knows it as well. Satan knows this. And before the loud cry of the third angel is given, he raises an excitement in these religious bodies that those who have rejected the truth may think that God is with them. Early writings, page 261. Do you see what Satan is doing? He's trying to make a revival in, 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 in other churches and we and they will think that it is uh, God is with them because this excitement that they have now when the people of God see that they were like it's true the Spirit of God is with them they are praising God they are doing this and now what we do since we can't go back to Egypt since the people of Israel couldn't go back to Egypt, what they did? Egypt, bring it here. First paragraph. Who were they worshipping? The Israelite, in their adoration of the golden calf, professed to be worshipping God. Thus Aaron, when inaugurating the worship of the idol, proclaimed, Tomorrow is a feast unto Jehovah. They propose to worship God as the Egyptians worship Osiris under the semblance of the image. But God could not accept the service. Though offered in his name, the sun God, not Jehovah, was the real object of their adoration. Do you see what's happening here? They couldn't go back to Egypt. They can't go back to Egypt. But what they did, they brought things from Egypt in the church and say, let's worship our God. Let's worship our God the way that they used to worship. But we are not worship their God. We are not doing the same thing that we are do they are doing. We are worshiping our God. But in, in a way, in their ways, the way that Egyptians worship their God. When you see all these things happening, 
when you see all this excitement happening in the church, what do you do? Where do you go? How do you know if it is the true or not? How to distinguish about, between these two? What is real and what is not real? Let me, let me show you something. Like I told you, I, I, I thought I put something important in, in these uh, pages that I gave you, but I, I didn't. It is found in Review and Herald, February 25, verse, um, February 19, uh, 25, in 1902. And this is the quote that we saw this morning with uh, the speaker, Andy Im. And uh, when I saw him using this quote, I'm like, uh, he's using the same quote as for revival. It says, what is revival and, 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 and reformation? A revival and reformation must take place under the ministration of the Holy Spirit. Revival and reformation are two different things. Revival signifies a, revi a renewal of spiritual life, a quickening of the powers of mind and heart, a resurrection from the spiritual death. Now, watch this now. Listen to this. Since the people of Israel believed that they were not moving and they were still, they think that there was no movement in them. When there was no, there is no movement in them, when, you ha you don't, when somebody is not moving, wh what happened? He's, let, let's say he's dead. When he's not moving, uh, there's no life in him. He's not moving. But let's say he starts moving again. He has been resurrected. There has been a revival in a way in his life. So what the people of, of Israel wanted to, to have, it's, it's a revival, a something that will bring them, uh, that will bring life to them again. Because now there's nothing happening. We are still here. We are still waiting. We are not doing nothing. We are not moving. We have to move. We have, we need a revival. We need a God who will revive us, who will bring us out of this. So we need a revival. That's why Sister White said that the true revival will bring a resurrection from the spiritual death. We are dead spiritually. We have to be revived and come out of this state. But the thing is that we don't come out of this state like this or in other means. But there's uh, only one mean through which we can come, uh, we can be revived. And we're going to see how, how, how is it. And reformation signifies a reorganization, a change in ideas and theories, habits and practices. What we've seen so far is that the conception, when you have a false conception of God, you have created a false God. All right? We have seen that. And, and the reformation is to change these ideas, this conception of who God is for you and understand what is the right conception, the right character of God. Revival is not just uh, physical. 
But the revival starts in the heart. You realize that you're dead. You realize that you're not moving. You realize that your spirituality is not going up, but is, is going rather downward. And then you come to God to revive you. And the conception of God that we have, the false ideas, the false thoughts, we change because now we, we have an experience with Jesus and we know Him better and better. So this is what revival and reformation means. Sometimes we try to find so many things just to revive the people of God. So many things to revive the people of God. And one thing that will bring the people of God to be revived, we saw this verse before, I'm just going to uh, share it with you again. Uh, 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 7, verse 14. It is, it's a well-known verse. It's a well-known verse. 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 7, verse uh, 14. Two Chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen. All right, Amen. And it says, "If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. I will heal their land." What God is saying, if you read the verse thirteen, He said that I will shut. The, the, the heaven, you won't have rain anymore. You won't have rain. And we know as people of God that rain uh, means the whole, it, it, we have an analogy of, of, of the Holy Spirit as well. We won't receive the Holy Spirit until we come, humble ourselves, and see God to revive us. Then God will heal our land by sending the rain. That's when the revival starts. It's because we start something through prayers. I'm just going to take a quote from selected message, uh, uh, first selected message, page 121. It says, um, But it is our work by confession humiliation, repentance, and earnest prayer to fulfill the condition upon which God has promised to grant us His blessing. A revival need be expected only in answers to prayers. Selected Message, Volume 1, page 121. Revival is expected from prayers. That's the only means that we can revive the people. The, the fact, what we are doing right now is uh, what we kind of having that kind of revival that we wake up and then we go to sleep. We wake up and then we go to sleep. You know what, what they did with uh, people who, 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 who died when they, they uh, I learned it is, they, they, they took the shock pad, you know, these things. All right, just to revive this person who's dead. I think, I believe that God, who He's using this to revive us. And He will use it sometimes hard. 
to revive his people, to make them known that you have a problem. You have to fix that. But now he's trying to, through messenger, through his message, through his word, he's trying to reach you to make you realize that you need to change. You need to go out of this state. But we are just, yeah, and then we go to sleep. Yeah, and then we go back to sleep. Revival is not something that we can trust on feelings or emotion. Because when feeling and emotion is gone, you don't have anything. Don't base the experience with God on feelings. Now, that's, 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 that's from part of the false revival as well. i just going to... Okay, uh, let me take this one. If you have time at home, read the last paragraph as well. How, uh, what about nowadays and how to determine the nature. You can have time to read it at home. It says the, the second paragraph, uh, well, the first paragraph talk about the mingling of the true with false. And, 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 and uh, which will, which, which will uh, mislead uh, many. In fact, let me read this. Uh, where it says the first paragraph and this quote is found in Great Controversy page 88 uh, page 464 there is an emotional excitement a mingling of the true with the false which is well adapted to misled in God's light the bold one in the light of God's word, it is not difficult to determine the nature of these movements. Do you see it? It is not difficult to, to, to distinguish which revival is true and which one is false. Because God has given us everything in his word, in the spirit of prophecy, to know what is right, what is wrong, what is false, what is genuine. The second paragraph, in the truth of his word, God has given to men a revelation of himself. And to all who accept them, they are a shield against the deception of Satan. It is a neglect of this truth that has opened the door to evils which are now becoming so widespread in the religious world. I'm just going to skip one line. A wrong conception of the character, the perpetuity and the obligation of the divine law has led to error in relation to conversion and sanctification and has resulted in lowering the standard of piety in the church there here is to be found the secret of lack of spirit and power of god in the revivals of our time what she's basically saying is that this wrong conception of god and all these uh obligation of divine law has uh, led to errors in, in wrong conception of God and character of God will result in lowering the standard of piety in the church and here is found the secret of the lack of the spirit of God great controversy page six, uh, 465 so what we've seen so far is that uh, the people of Israel the people of Israel, his, they were looking, they think that Moses was 
was delaying. And since they were still, they, didn't, they were not moving, they wanted to move, to look for God, to make them move. And in fact, instead of moving from one place to another, they move inside the camp. And they didn't go outside or in other religion or in other nation. They brought something that belonged to other nation and bring it among the people. And what we've seen also, what, how the revival starts, how we can have a revival, it's, 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 it's the answer to, to, to earnest prayers where we, we, we confess, where we are humble to seek the Lord. And we've seen also how Satan is working to, to make us think that outside is better and outside is having revival and everything and we just have to follow and fall in the, into that trap. Satan knows the end times event. And he knows that Jesus is coming soon. And what happened in Exodus 32? I strongly believe that this will happen in the end time. Because the spirit of prophecy is just like backing up this, this thing to say that this will happen in the end time. You have people that claim to have truth who claim that we look up to, who will bring this false conception. And then we get together to bring this false revival. Just before the coming of Christ. My prayer for every one of us is that we keep on studying God's word. We keep on being rooted and grounded in in God's word because this is our only safety. This is our only safety in the end time is to know God's word. And when we know what God is looking for, we will see which one is false and which one is the true one. And I believe that if we follow God's uh, principle, uh, God's uh, counsel of the, of the revival, we will find ourselves in the true revival instead of the false one. And this is what I hope for every one of us is that we have a true, a genuine revival in our lives, in our church, and so that God, Jesus can come soon. It seems that the verse that, I'm, that we just read in 2 Chronicles 2, 7, 14, it seems that it's up to us. It seems that God is just waiting for us. God says, um, I, I, I have shut, shut the, the, the heaven. You won't have no rain. But if my people pray, humble this themselves and ask, I will heal their land. It's up to us to make, if I can say this, it's up to us through our prayers to make God's hands to open the tap again so that we can receive the power of the Holy Spirit. May God bless us as we go out and may God help us to be able to have a genuine and true revival in our lives. Can we all rise and, uh, and we're going to pray. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again we come to you. We, we are thankful that you have been with us throughout these seminars. 
I, I, I'm personally thankful to you because I realize that there are so many things happening that I've learned also through these seminars that I'm grateful for and also grateful being able to share it with, with your children. Let these, that your word that have been shared fall in the right ground, in the right heart and with a heart that is disposed to, to, to obey you and to walk and work with you. Please now, as we are here in this uh, conference, which has uh, the title Empowered, empower us, Father, so that we can make the difference between all these false and the genuine one. So that by your grace, we can find ourselves in a genuine revival so that we can come out of this conference revived by you, not by emotion or by some excitement, but having the true revival of the heart and a reformation of our thoughts and our minds. Please lead us as we go out. Bless our families as well and so that we can be able to be an influence in their lives. Lead us, be with us, help us, Lord, because we need you every time, every moment. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.